the Fertility Podcast is here to help you understand more about your fertility and for the last eight years has published a lot of conversations with experts and people sharing their stories. It's now going back to its roots, giving you people's lived experiences once again to give you comfort in knowing there's a community of people who get it so you find commonality, be inspired and know you're not alone. Started by me, Natalie Silverman, a former patient, once I was pregnant after fertility treatment, I later joined forces with Kate Davis, an independent fertility nurse consultant, who is now your host. And here she is. Hi. So we're back two weeks since our last episode, and we're back with another really interesting episode, which I'm going to get into in a moment. But before I do... What's been happening in the field of fertility? Well, it's been a bit quiet in the last couple of weeks, I'd say, generally. But I have been interviewed about fertility by a journalist. I'm waiting for that um, to come out. And I'm going to be sharing a bit more information about that when it does come out. But just give you a little bit of a teaser as to what it was all about. I was contacted to talk about something that is... I guess that I have quite strong opinions on and it is a bit of a bugbear for me and it's surrounding how vulnerable women on a fertility journey are often preyed upon among people I guess that are out to make a fast buck and it's something that I struggle with and there are a lot of people out there that are doing this I'm not going to go into a huge amount of detail now because I do want to talk about it on a podcast episode um, and I will be sharing on my socials when this piece comes out in the uh, media. So do look out for it. Keep posted on my Instagram, Your Fertility Nurse, and I'll be sharing it on there. But um, it's something that's made me a bit grumpy, actually, over the last um, week or so, kind of talking about it because it's something that really does get my goat. Um, but anyway, that was a little teaser, more information to come. But other than that, things have been pretty quiet. I've been really busy with work. So I've had a head down, getting some great podcasts recorded, ready for you. And we've got some really interesting things coming up. Um, but also kind of the general day-to-day work has been pretty busy as well. But enough about that. Let's talk about what's coming in this episode. So this episode is actually all about fertility awareness, and it's something that I'm really, I feel really passionate about. I did a lot of training in fertility awareness um, to help reduce time to conception with natural fertility, and I'm I'm really passionate about it because I think there's nothing better than empowering yourself to learn about your fertility and your body and it's it's the stuff that I wish we talked about more. I wish this was this education was given to us in schools, and sadly, it's not. And you don't often learn about fertility awareness methods and how that can support you on a fertility journey until you're trying to conceive. And often then it's too late because you might have been trying to conceive for a while without this knowledge. So the first part of this podcast is me talking about fertility awareness. And then I'm joined by my guest, who is a lovely lady, a colleague of mine called Laura. And Laura is going to be talking about her app that is designed to help you with fertility awareness. And this can be whether you're trying to conceive or whether you're using fertility awareness methods to avoid conception. Perhaps you're not ready to have a family yet or maybe you're spacing between children. And she's going to be talking about her app, Read Your Body. So I hope you enjoy this episode. I hope that it gives you a bit of an insight into 
the secret that mother nature has given us, which nobody talks about. Um, and then it might help you along the way if you're trying to conceive naturally. So enjoy the episode. And as usual, if you've got any questions, I'd love to hear about them. You're very welcome to send me a DM on um, Instagram at Your Fertility Nurse or send me an email at Kate at Your Fertility Journey. And also, I'm always interested in any subjects and topics you would like me to cover. So do let me know. But anyway, let's get on with the episode. We are delighted that this episode of the Fertility Podcast is sponsored by our friends at One Day Tests. Whether you're thinking about starting a family or are already trying to conceive, getting a blood test can be a really powerful tool to support you on your fertility journey. And let's face it, we all know that it's a journey that could be fraught with challenges and uncertainty. However, doing a blood test is really straightforward and everything you need is in the box. I've just done one and it's so simple. You press the lancet firmly down on your fingertip and gently massage your finger to allow the drops of blood to collect in the collection tube. Then you pop it back in the post. It's so simple. And getting a blood test done with one day tests can really help shed a light on things that can affect your fertility, such as your egg reserve levels, hormone imbalances, and other possible issues, for example, PCOS. More importantly, fertility blood tests can give you the insight to what you need and can empower you to take the most impactful next steps in your fertility journey. It will really help you take the guesswork out. One day tests offer a large range of fertility related blood tests for both men and women at really affordable prices. It's super flexible and can customize your test and have it done at one of their nine clinic locations. Or if you're far away, don't worry, you can do it in the comfort of your own home using their home testing kits. Results are returned quickly with an easy to understand description, which you can access online and download to share with your healthcare practitioner. So to find out more, visit onedaytests.com and you as a podcast listener can get a 10% discount by entering the code TFP10. So thank you to One Day Tests. They're really giving you the power to manage your health and your fertility. So fertility awareness, what is it and what does that term actually mean? which is a really interesting question and it can mean different things to different people. But fertility awareness in itself is all about becoming empowered with your fertility and your cycle so that you can understand more about your cycle and more about your fertile window and when you're ovulating. And it's an incredibly empowering thing to learn and actually it's something that probably until you start to want to try to conceive you might not necessarily be aware of what your body does naturally on a monthly basis apart from getting a period once a month and it's not until you find yourself in this crazy roller coaster or taking a ride on the crazy train of infertility that you start to understand more and more about your own body um, you understand more and you hear more of these this terminology this medical terminology or this terminology used in forums that you never thought that you would 
ever have to know. So you learn so much and this is part of it. But for me personally, I think this is a really empowering part of understanding your fertility. So fertility awareness in practice is observing and monitoring and recording your body's natural fertility indicators. Now, before I go into that, there are other ways clearly that you can observe when you're ovulating and ovulation predictor kits are one of those, Um, which, you know, can be useful for some women. I personally don't necessarily recommend them always, um, but they, for some women, find them really useful. I don't particularly like them a great deal because they're not relevant for all women. So for example, if you have polycystic ovarian syndrome, then OPKs may not work for you. So it's important to be aware of that. So it's not something I necessarily recommend always, but it doesn't mean to say that they don't have their place. They absolutely do. But it's your natural fertility indicators that fertility awareness is all about. And you have three natural fertility indicators. And like I said, you might not have any idea of any of these until you start to try and conceive unless you've used fertility awareness as a method of contraception which um, can be used so the three indicators that we have are temperature cervical mucus or cervical secretions and the position of your cervix and all three of these change throughout the cycle and this information can give you quite a lot of information on like I said, your fertile window, when you ovulate, but also can provide you with quite a lot of information on on your hormonal health. And I personally find it really useful looking at uh, my patient's charts so that I can understand what is happening with their hormonal health and particularly the luteal phase, which is the phase after ovulation to your next period and what that can mean for you. So I wanted to kind of briefly explain how you go about monitoring and recording these three um, indicators. And obviously you can choose to record this information in different ways. So when I first started training in fertility awareness, there weren't apps available. So we learned to teach, I learned to teach my patients using paper and pen. So on a, you know, just on a normal kind of chart. Um, which I I find really useful. But absolutely now, we've got amazing apps and monitors that can really help with this process. And why would you not use those? And we're going to be talking about um, an app in a little while with our next guest, um, which will explain a little bit more. But there are lots of different apps available. (laughs) So you can choose whichever one you like. Um, And there are lots of different fertility monitors available. And it's worth doing your investigation to see which ones you feel will be right for you. Um, I really like the Ovisense fertility monitor and app because I find that that's very accurate. It's very good for women with PCOS, um, but it's also good good for any woman trying to conceive. And to be totally transparent, um, I do do some work with the company, so I'm going to make that really obvious. But I'm not mentioning it for that reason. I'm mentioning it because genuinely, professionally, I feel that it's a really good monitor to use. But there are plenty of other options out there. It's important to mention that. So your three indicators, temperature, cervical mucus, and position of your cervix. Let's look at temperature first. So throughout the cycle, your temperature will change, and that can give you a lot of really useful information. And it changes based on the rising progesterone levels in your bloodstream. 
So at the beginning of your cycle, when you've got a period, your hormones are not dormant, but they're quite quiet. So not a lot is going on. And then as you start to go forward in your cycle, estrogen becomes the dominant uh, hormone. And that helps to mature the egg and get you ready for ovulation. And then at the time of ovulation, um, potentially some research shows that might even be just before ovulation, but definitely after ovulation, you see this rise in body temperature. And that is a direct response to the rise of progesterone in the bloodstream. So progesterone makes your temperature rise. So if you're taking your temperature to see what is happening with your um, hormones, then you take your temperature every morning, ideally before you get out of bed, before you sit up and have a cup of tea, before you talk to anybody, if we do anything, just take your temperature, however you choose to take your temperature, whether you're using a monitor or whether you're using a normal thermometer. You take temperature. Um, if it's got, if you're using a normal thermometer and it's got a memory facility on it, then you can just uh, put it to one side, and then you can record it on your app when you're up and about and kind of doing your daily thing. And what you're looking for is for that temperature rise, and that temperature rise tells you, or is indicative that ovulation has occurred. Okay, and. It shows on your chart or on your app as a biphasic curve. So up until ovulation, you'll have your temperature sitting at the lower level. Then you'll notice a rise and then you'll see your temperature sitting at the higher level. And that temperature will stay elevated and drop down just before your next period. So maybe a day or two before your next period, or it will stay elevated if you've conceived. So it's a really useful way to look at what is happening with your hormonal health. So that's telling you that you've ovulated, which is great, isn't it? You get a confirmation that ovulation has occurred. But actually, what you want to know is when you're fertile. So you want to understand the fertile window. So that's where the second check really comes into play really nicely. And the easiest one of those is your cervical mucus. Now, cervical mucus is probably the most accurate of indicators. It's it's like gold dust. It's an amazing thing to find. Um, and you probably have seen its existence, perhaps not even maybe put two and two together. Perhaps you've not thought about it in relation to your fertility. But this is how it ha- how it goes throughout the cycle. So beginning of a cycle, you'll have a period that will mask any cervical mucus. And you might also have some dry days. This is the kind of technical term we use. So when you finish your period, you might not notice any cervical mucus at all. And that's quite normal. As that estrogen, as I mentioned before, starts to rise, that starts to create the cervical mucus. And this cervical mucus is your body telling you that you're either, you're kind of gearing up, I guess, for ovulation at this point. And what you're looking for is a transition of this cervical mucus. So when you first notice cervical mucus, it will be quite um, white, quite thick, quite clumpy, And that's non-fertile mucus. And what you're looking for is transition to fertile mucus. And fertile mucus is more profuse, so you might feel quite damp. Um, It's more silky, it's wetter, it's clearer. And it's often referred to as egg white. Quite why we are talking about cervical mucus in relation to food is beyond me. But that's a term that is often used because it helps describe it. And if you were 
to want to to put um, your cervical mucus between thumb and finger then it then fertile mucus is quite stretchy and the reason it's stretchy is if you put it under a microscope it would look like train tracks and sperm is able to swim up it really really quickly whereas the clumpy less fertile or non-fertile cervical mucus is like very fibrous if we look at it under a microscope and that stops the sperm from penetrating through it. So when it comes to cervical mucus, you might have two or three days of this really fertile secretions and then that will go down to the non-fertile secretions again and then eventually you won't have any secretions and that's then your dry days. So this is your body when you see this fertile secretion telling you you are either about to ovulate or you are ovulating and any secretion seen prior to ovulation is your body saying, I'm getting ready, you know, we're getting ready for ovulation here. So by using that information, you can work out when you are in your fertile window and use your temperature then to confirm that ovulation has occurred. So it's quite simple when you think about it in that way. The third indicator is your cervix and how your cervix can change from day to day throughout your cycle. This is a harder indicator to observe because it involves really understanding what your body is doing, but also um, you might not feel very comfortable about having a feel around there. And that's OK. You don't need to do it. If you just want to do two, I would say do temperature and cervical mucus. But your cervix, when you're not fertile, so in the beginning of your cycle, your cervix um, is quite low in the vagina, so quite easy to feel. And it feels like the end of your nose. When you're becoming fertile, it moves up in the vagina, so it's harder to feel, and it feels like your earlobe, so really soft, so you can feel the two differences. And when you are around the time of ovulation, you might actually feel a little dimple in the cervix, uh, and that's where the os, or the opening of the cervix, is starting to open, ready for sperm, basically. So those are your three fertility indicators, and you can see how if you put those together, or at least two of those, and that's going to give you a really good picture of your fertility and your when you're fertile, and to help you understand more about your menstrual cycles and your hormonal health. So I hope that's been useful. I'm now going to bring in my guest, who is going to be talking about one of the apps that you can use to help record all of this information. Are you thinking about freezing your eggs? Many women are considering this option and we're absolutely delighted that this episode of the Fertility Podcast is sponsored by Ovum Care. Egg freezing with Ovum Care can offer you the chance of preserving your fertility until you're ready to start a family on your terms and your timeline. And Ovum Care are pioneering a new era of fertility empowerment with their groundbreaking AI-powered clinic. For the first time in the UK, their tech provides a transparent assessment of your egg quality, translating intricate data into personalised egg freezing success rates. Under the expert guidance of renowned infertility specialist and world-leading egg biologist, Dr. Linne Brayboy, Ovum Care is committed to redefining your fertility journey. And they're making this journey even more accessible with their Freeze Your Bestie program. And that makes me chuckle. You can invite a friend to embark on your egg freezing journeys together at a discounted price. And throughout your journey, you can stay informed with their convenient Ovum Care app. You're direct linked to the clinic with just a touch of a button. It's modern fertility care at its very, very best. So take control of your fertility today and book a free consultation with Dr. Brayboy to understand your chances of egg freezing and explore your options. 
You can find out more information at ovumcare.com. Hi, Laura. Welcome to the Fertility Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Well, it's lovely to have you here. And the reason you're here is that you have developed a fabulous app. And we've just been talking about how beneficial using apps can be when you're trying to conceive. And your app is Read Your Body. Um, And I've kind of been following you over the last few years. You've been developing this. And it's just amazing to see all that you're doing. And your organization is a is a female-led non-profit organization which is another big plus as far as I'm concerned um, so tell us a little bit more about Read Your Body and how it can help women who want to use it to try to conceive. Yeah so Read Your Body it's a very customizable menstrual cycle charting app so it can be used for fertility awareness charting um, I like to describe it a bit like having a paper chart on your phone so it's yeah it's very very versatile It can be used to track all sorts of um, biomarkers like cervical fluid, temperature, different hormone tests as well, um, LH tests, um, progesterone tests, pregnancy tests as well. So it's really a very complete complete tracking tool. Um, Also lifestyle factors like um, exercise, mood, stress levels, sleep, anything that might be affecting a kind of preconception, conception journey. Um, and yeah, a lot of people do use it when they're trying to conceive, I think just to understand what's happening in their cycle, when their fertile days are, um, cervical fluid tracking and, and certain hormone tests can be really helpful for that. And then also confirming ovulation. So just understanding the overall kind of hormonal health and health of the cycle. So yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people are using it to try to conceive. And we've, yeah, we've received lots of messages from people that have said, yay this helped me this helped me on my journey so that's that's always heartwarming to hear and I was talking before you joined us about the you know the fact that when you're using an app or when you're doing fertility awareness it it's empowering because not only are you understanding your fertile window but you're understanding so much about your menstrual cycle and your body and what your body is telling you um and I think you know, when I learned to teach fertility awareness, we didn't have apps, you know, the apps weren't mm-hmm. a thing and it was using paper charts. But now apps and monitors can be so useful in helping women understand so much more about their bodies. And let's face it, as a woman, I think we, we quite like data. We quite like charting things on our apps, whether it be a food diary or whatever it is we're, we're doing, it can be, or exercise, it can be really useful to, to have that information to understand ourselves more, can't it? Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I came to fertility awareness myself, actually on the other side, like trying to avoid pregnancy naturally. And for me, it just opened up this whole world of of, of self-awareness and self-attunement and, yeah, you know, understanding how my mood fluctuates, how my energy fluctuates at different parts of the cycle. I think there's huge benefits just from a kind of lifestyle perspective and a, and a self-understanding perspective of this practice. And like you say, it's sort of, having that at your fingertips in an app is is super convenient and then having a kind of practice that goes alongside that of being present with oneself and checking into the body as well so you're not just on a device but it's kind of both and together I think is is a really yeah it's a really beautiful practice and I think it can extend far beyond yeah trying to avoid pregnancy or trying to conceive it's it's kind of a practice for life really of just understanding how we ebb and flow with our cycles. Yeah, yeah. And there's so much in that. I remember when I um, was training to 
to learn to do fertility awareness, we had a um, a lady who must have been, I guess, maybe in her 60s at that time. And she had charted her whole fertility all the wow. way through from when she was quite young, probably in her early 20s to the menopause. And she used charts, absolutely, like I said, weren't a thing. And she had reams and reams and reams and reams of paper charts but she could pinpoint all of her pregnancies I think she had three of them in that time Mm -hmm. she could pinpoint exactly when she conceived her three children and then the fluctuations the changes of her menstrual cycle as she was navigating trying to conceive pregnancy and then on to the perimenopause and it was just such interesting rich data and I can geek out on a chart as I'm sure you can Laura forever you know I find them utterly fascinating and this was so this should have gone into the British Museum or something as as a as something fantastic about the female lifespan and, and all the different challenges mm-hmm. that were in different time ch- changes that occur throughout the cycle it was really really interesting really interesting. so beautiful yeah and I feel like they, t- they tell stories I mean charts tell stories about our body our health what's happening to us that month or that year you know I, I look back at my yeah my old charts and I'm like oh that's that's the cycle when I moved house or that's the cycle when this thing happened and you can almost see it reflected in the chart sometimes or I don't know, depending on what you're tracking. So it's, yeah, they're really beautiful records, actually, of, they are. of a life yeah. fully lived, yeah. And on the app, obviously, because your app is for either women who are trying to conceive, but also for women who are wishing to avoid conception, are the different elements, therefore, that, that women can toggle on, toggle off, so that they can have that, that difference? How does that work? Yeah, it's very it's very customizable. Another thing to say is there are some people who are also tracking if they're just um, maybe they're not trying to avoid pregnancy or trying to conceive. They might not even be in a relationship. They might be tracking certain health conditions or just for their own self-awareness. So it's yeah, there are many different use cases and, and people in our community. Um, and in terms of how it can be set up for different goals, I would say it really depends on what people want to track. Um, so in the data entry screen where you're basically inputting each day what observations you're making you can toggle on or toggle off whatever you need for your specific goal um, and then in the chart the chart screen will then reflect that so yeah it's it's very customizable we don't have specific modes at the moment for trying to avoid pregnancy or trying to conceive because really the principles are quite similar it's it's identifying fertile days and then what you do on those fertile days depends on on your goal Um, But we do have plans in the future to develop a pregnancy mode and a postpartum mode, which will be really lovely for kind of accompanying people through those particular um, life phases or, you know, I suppose you could say a pregnancy cycle and the first cycle postpartum are quite, um, yeah, unusual, long, (laughs) hormonally sort of special. So we are developing, um, yeah, a sort of feature for those two those two kind of life circumstances but for trying to conceive it's really just whatever 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 you want to track you can choose okay. to yeah that sounds really useful and I think it's really important to touch on that the NICE guidelines for fertility awareness currently don't recommend that women use fertility awareness to track their um, fertility to help them conceive and the reason they they say that is that they feel that the evidence isn't there enough to necessarily support it but also because there is the risk that women become overwhelmed in in doing it which I can completely understand however the, the juxtaposition of that is that there is evidence to suggest that 
time to conception can be reduced with fertility awareness knowledge, which is why the likes of you and I do suggest it as an option, but equally want to get balance. Do you think that given the fact that women, as we mentioned before, like to track, want to track, are demanding this information, that NICE need to perhaps rethink this in the future? Yes, I think so. I mean, I think, like you say, it's a balance. And I think for every individual to decide what feels most supportive for them in their journey, it might be that, that, yeah, too much information feels overwhelming, or there's an anxiety in tracking lots of things. And there's obviously parts of the cycle where there's not much you can do, but wait and see if you know, if you're going to get a positive or a negative pregnancy test at the end of that. So I do, I do understand, I suppose, where they're coming from with that guidance. But I also think that we need to honour the the kind of curiosity and intelligence of people who are trying to conceive. And actually, um, in many cases, that, that knowledge and that information is power and it is something people are hungry for um, and, and curious to explore. So I think that, yeah, having a kind of blanket guidance that that um, that fertility awareness tracking isn't helpful, um, particularly, like you say, with the evidence that it can actually shorten the time to conception mm-hmm. um, is is perhaps a bit off balance on on their part but like I say yeah I think it's a balance for every individual to decide but I think that for some people who are curious and um and yeah wanting that that level of insight apps and and fertility awareness knowledge and fertility awareness charting can be can be quite helpful Mm, I agree and you've put that beautifully in your description there so I completely agree so thank you, Laura. I really appreciate your time and coming and talking to us on the podcast. Um, where can people find Read Your Body? Yeah, so we have a website, readyourbody.com, um, and you can then link from that straight through to installing the app if you like. There's a free trial, and then it's um low-cost paid subscription, so £12.99 uh, a year or one, I think it's £1.99 a month. So we've tried to keep it as low as possible. That's mm-hmm. just to support our nonprofit to maintain the app and to respect everyone's data privacy. So we have total data privacy in the app. Um, we're also on Instagram, which is at read.your.body and Facebook the same as well. Amazing. Thank you. Well, thank you so much. It's been great talking to you. And I really hope that we get some of our listeners coming over to Read Your Body and starting using the app too. Great. Yeah, they'll be most welcome. Thank you so much, Kate. So it was lovely to chat to Laura. She's just so eloquent, isn't she, in the way that she explains everything. And it was so interesting to hear about the app and how that could help you on your fertility journey to help you feel empowered with your fertility and your menstrual cycle. So I hope that this episode has been useful and it's given you some tips. Um, As always, I'd love to get some feedback. So if you've got any questions, feel free to send me an email on Kate at Your Fertility Journey or reach out on Instagram and would love to hear what you think. And also, if there are any other topics that you'd like me to cover, please let me know because it's great for me to get ideas. I want to do things that you want to hear about. So if there's particular things you think, do you know what? I'd love an episode on all about that. Then get in touch, let me know and I will get on to it. Please do rate and review the podcast as it's brilliant for other people to know what you think. Even just hitting follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast really helps other people know it's worth a listen. Also follow Kate on her Insta, which is Your Fertility Nurse. And if you'd like to book in a consultation with Kate to understand more about your fertility and reproductive health, visit yourfertilityjourney.com. 